Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. London, England. Home to everyone who is anyone, from Paddington Bear to the Queen. This great capital has stood at the forefront of industry and culture for a millennia. Best known for our dry wit and wet weather, it is really the people and history of London that make this city so great. We're bringing you a comprehensive guide of all things to see and do in London. From food and drink to unique local attractions, follow us on a journey through this capital steeped in history and discover the hidden wonders of this magnificent city. This is Discover London. I'm Olivia Cox. And I'm Derek O'Reilly. And together we're going to take you on a tour of London. In today's episode, we'll be looking at the exciting and beautiful areas of Clerkenwell and Smithfield, located in the London borough of Islington. It's an area with a charming backstory. Clerkenwell area is fantastic because it's not like Covent Garden Piazza. So it's like it's still it's quite unique. This area is becoming, becoming a good area. We are delighted to say you're watching Love London. Ta-da! <laughs> now, Olivia, I've been a London cab driver for 20 years. And along the way, you meet some really interesting characters. I'm going to introduce you to an old friend of mine who will tell us some fantastic stories about the history of Clark and Well and Smithfield. In true British fashion, we had a slight downpour of rain, but that didn't stop us. We stopped outside Farringdon Station, where Derek introduced me to his friend Rob Smith, who is a local tour guide. Could you tell us a little bit about the history of Clerkenwell and the significance of this district in relation to London as a general? Well, Clerkenwell is a really fascinating place. It's really the original London suburb. As medieval London was growing, it started to expand outside its city walls, and the first place it expanded was Clerkenwell. The Clerkenwell comes from a, an actual well called the Clark's Well. And believe it or not, that's still here today. Water supply was really important, obviously, for any city. But even in the Middle Ages, you weren't really wanting to drink water out of the Thames. So fresh water was really important. And luckily, Clerkenwell had a really good supply of fresh water. So the Clark's Well gets its name because it was looked after by the clerks of the city churches. Now, they were administrative people, and they also had another job of leading the singing in the church. And uh, while people were queuing for the um, water, there often be a bit of a social occasion. And it's not long before you hear of plays being put on at the Clark's Well. So the entertainment carries on uh, throughout Clerkenwell's history. Smithfield was a 
It's really bloody history uh, where there have been lots of executions and there were jousting and uh, fights took place. Uh, but they, one of the things they had was a traditional fair. And at the fair, uh, cattle would be sold. And this gradually meant that Smithfield was the place where meat was traded in London. And still, you can go and see the Smithfield Market today. Now, going to see Smithfield Market is a really fantastic thing to do. It's a lovely Victorian building at the moment with fantastic coloured raw time, which you really must go and see. But if you're a meat lover, the thing I really recommend is go have a good Smithfield breakfast. The pubs in Smithfield always traditionally opened up very early in the morning so that people who were working in the meat market could go and get a breakfast and a drink. And you can still do that today and have a very hearty meat-filled breakfast, fresh from the uh, market. You can swell it all down with a pint of Guinness. Sounds good to me, Olivia. So what, kind of, what kind of time are we talking? Can we go? Uh, yes, you, they place uh, called the Hope uh, opens up at 7 o'clock in the morning. One of the 7? Pubs. For Fantastic. breakfast and beer? That's right, yes. So I bet you actually get a lot more people who haven't been to sleep rather than people who Well, are I think it was also Thursday. very popular with clubbers as yeah. well. So <laughs> the building we are now outside, could you give us a brief history of that building? Yes, this was built in the late 1700s and it was the school uh, set up for children of Welsh families who'd come to London and uh, needed an education while their fathers were selling the cattle. And then later on it's taken over by Russian revolutionaries. They publish the magazine Iskra here. All the uh, revolutionaries are on the run from places like Russia and Germany. And the most famous of them is the Russian revolutionary Lenin, who worked in this building. He was working on the magazine Iskra. Uh, later on, it becomes a building called the Marx Memorial Library. And it's a place where documents for uh, things like the Spanish Civil War are kept and things to do with trade union history. So it's got an incredible collection of documents, uh, all from the 20th century, which you can go and visit. London was seen as a sort of particularly great place to live, a land of great opportunity. But when you get here, you find you can only really afford to live in the cheapest possible place. Sounds a bit like today. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's a situation I'm quite familiar with. Absolutely. Well, Clerkenwell had the place with the cheapest possible accommodation, a street with the worst reputation in all of London, a street called Saffron Hill. Just to give you an idea, when Charles Dickens writes Oliver Twist, the place he bases Fagin's Den in is... Saffron Hill. Oh, OK. Uh, oh, right. uh, so at that time, Saffron Hill, uh, the people who lived there, uh, Londoners, were starting to move out, but they would let their houses to Italians. Life was really hard in Italy at that time. They'd had the Napoleonic Wars. By the 1850s, though, the Italian community started to build up and get a lot more respectable. And they managed to build themselves an absolutely beautiful church, uh, St Peter's Italian Church, uh, which is it's still in Clerkenwell Road. And it's one of the most beautiful churches in London. Now, the trouble was they had people moving to Clerkenwell from all over Italy. And they didn't want to dedicate it to one particular saint and upset everyone else. So each alcove in the church is dedicated to a particular Italian oh, saint wow. from a different area of Italy. So yeah, absolutely. The church was built for the growing number of Italian immigrants in the 19th century and is equipped with one of the largest bells in England which is known as the Steel Monster. The frontal section of the church consists of twin arches, above which are three alcoves. The central alcove contains a statue of Christ, with statues of St Bede and St George on either side. Directly next door is the oldest Italian delicatessen in London, 
and it is still kept its Italian heritage. My name is Felice and we are at Teronis of Clarkenwell. I used to be an employee and the business was sold and was retaken from the ex-owners and they proposed me if I'm interested and this I came in. This is established in 1878 and this is the oldest Italian deli in London. And this is like an old institution, it's, it's very important for the Italian community, also from the area. It's going because we, we did combine the food and the shop and the deli, so it's working well. And mainly because it's very close to the Italian church, which is next to us. They used to call this area Little Italy, which was all uh, lived by Italians. This area is becoming, becoming a good area and it's changing a lot for the better. The type of customer we have different. Uh, during the week is uh, office workers around this area. They come for mainly Italian deli, but we do sell paninis, pasta, coffees, wines, a mix of, mix of food and drinks. It's all uh, imported from Italy, so it's only Italian food in this shop. Regulars come mainly weekends in here, like Italians, they can park and they can avoid the congestion charge. <laughs> Olivia, London has a wealth of places to eat and drink. Sometimes it can be really difficult to navigate yourself around the choices that are available. Yeah, but Derek, you must know London like the back of your hand, so hit me with some recommendations. Where can I get a good evening meal in Clerkenwell and Smithfield? Well, how about the St John Bar and Restaurant? Right, well, um, good morning. I'm Fergus Henderson, chef and one of the directors of St John. I'm Trevor Gulliver, the other half of here. Um, and welcome. You're sitting in the bar, and behind is our first bakery. Behind you, you can hear noises coming from the kitchen and the restaurant. Taylor found it and showed it to me in one look. I was smitten. This is all chimneys, old smoked bacon and smoked houses. This last smoked in 1967. And I have to tell you that our logo, that famous pig, didn't have any reference to the original because these chimneys are, there's six of them. Some are separated, but they smoked all day, all day long, and they smoked pig. The guy came in one day and was looking curiously. There is some kind of strange way that he said it's very good that after all these, this time, that it's now is a restaurant, that it seems to have found its natural, the, where, it, where it should end up quite happily. The roast bone marrow, I guess I hate that phrase, would be our signature dish. Much written about, which is nice. It's quite a lovely dynamic situation because nature writes their menu. The world is so homogenized and menus don't change and therefore it can be quantified, distributed, whatever it is, um, maybe de-skilled. So to work in a kitchen in that environment is fantastic for the chefs, for people learning, uh, exciting for front of house and hopefully for our customers. We don't believe in, uh, is it called 
table turning, which sometimes sounds like churning. Uh, we are delighted when people come, and when they come back again, is is excellent, double double good. Oh, let's go! Thank you, Derek. Don Le Noir. Isn't that French for in the dark? Yes, Olivia, this restaurant has a unique concept. How do you mean? Just to eat in the dark? We. Oui. My name is Dominique Raglin. I am the general manager of Dans le Noir here in London. Dans le Noir means in the dark. There's a question mark because at the end... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Of this experience, all the people get some answer about the question they ask themselves. What is the darkness? What is to be blind? What I'm eating? Who is sitting nearby me? All these questions, they have an answer at the end of this unique experience. Dans le Noir is based on three concepts. A personal experience, you have to know that 80% of the information we get to your brain passes through your eyes. And we close the curtain, touching, tasting, smelling, all these scents are revealed. This is a personal experience. The second concept is the social experience. You don't know who is sitting nearby you because we don't 
are in single table. It means that communication come back and there's no prejudgments on this society. Everybody is the same in the dark. And the third concept, this empathy, means that you are going to be guided by a blind person. You can help them to cross the street because they are lost outside. They are going to help you to have this unique experience because you are lost inside. So this restaurant is based only on booking. It's not an open door restaurant. So we know how many people are coming and we welcome them uh, in this floor, uh, the welcoming area. And we ask them to put all sorts of light in one of the lockers. You are going to guess what you are going to eat because we propose four different surprise menu. And at the end, we show you by pictures and text what you have eaten and it's a big surprise for people. 50% of the employees engaged here in Dalenois, London are visible. They are partially blind or fully blind. In the kitchen, this is a, one of the most common questions. No, 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 the chef is not blind and there's light in the toilets. Don Lenoir is situated in Clerkenwell Green, which is a short walk from Farringdon Station and a few hundred yards from the city. Now, if you're looking for a place to stay in the Clerkenwell and Smithfield area, you've picked a place right in the heart of the city. Hotels in the area are reasonably priced, plus some of them still look and feel traditionally British. My name is Stefania Bram and I'm the Hotel Reservation Manager at the Clackenwell. It used to be called the, the Duke of York. So on the ground floor we have obviously the pub with the long bar and then we have the boutique hotel. So we have six rooms upstairs. Each room has a different colour theme. So I think everybody has a different sort of vision and different take on the, on, on the rooms. There is a dog theme across the whole building <laughs> uh, that, that the owners are, are dog lovers uh, and it kind of became like it became a sort of a talking point. They all asked me where we got the artwork from. The building was founded in 1899. So you get this, you get the comfort, you get all the technology you need, but it kind of has like a bit of history. We seem to be a very popular amongst the sort of all the Americans. One of the things they all, you know, they all comment about, it's obviously about the, you know, that it's got this English, you know, so sort of English feel to it. I've worked in most areas in London and I never heard of the Clackenwell and uh, I was pleasantly surprised. It's, it's so quirky, it's, I like the fact that it's not, you don't get the, like, you know, the, the same coffee shops, the same uh, sort of, you know, um, clothing shop, but you know, you've got Leatherly Market just across the street where you can find all these different sort of food pop up, which is really interesting. So it's like, it's still, it's quite unique. And I just like, you know, it's, I really like that kind of character. You'll find the Clerkenwell on Clerkenwell Road. It is located a short walk away from the Church of St. Peter's. Now, if you love jewellery, then you're in luck, as the area has a famous street that is known as the centre of the UK diamond trade. This world-renowned street is called Hatton Garden. As the name suggests, the area was once a famous garden, which was then used to create a state of streets and houses in the 17th century. Its original name came from Sir Christopher Hatton, a former resident who became Lord Chancellor of England in 1587. Hatton Garden became internationally known as London's jewellery quarter during the diamond rush in the 1870s. Today the area comprises of nearly 300 local businesses with over 50 shops, 
and is the place to buy handmade jewellery of both traditional and contemporary designs. If you squeeze down a narrow alleyway off Hatton Garden, you will come across Eli Court, home to Ye Old Mitre Pub, which was originally established in 1546. It serves local ales, great food, and is famous for having a cherry tree, which Queen Elizabeth I was said to have danced around. Smithfield's importance to London was cemented by the construction of the Holborn Viaduct. Built between 1863 and 1869, it was a costly but outstanding feat of Victorian engineering. It was the world's first flyover and was designed to improve access to Smithfield Market and the surrounding area from central London. Smithfield is also home to St Bartholomew's Hospital, one of the oldest hospitals in Europe. Originally built in 1123 for the poor of Smithfield by a former courtier of King Henry I, it was refounded by King Henry VIII in 1546 after encountering financial troubles. As such, the entrance is home to the only statue of Henry VIII in London. Today, St Bart's, as it's known, is a leading internationally renowned teaching hospital. The area also has a somewhat darker side. The Elms at Smithfield was used as an execution site with a range of gruesome methods, including hangings, beheadings and burning at the stake. On one of the hospital walls is a memorial to Sir William Wallace, a Scottish patriot who fought a war of independence against the English crown. After being captured in Scotland in 1305, he was transported to London, found guilty of treason, before succumbing to a gory death at this site later that year. After being tortured, his body was quartered and each piece was sent to four different locations in Britain to serve as a warning to potential future rebels. Now, Olivia, we're going to visit the Museum of the Order of St John. We're going to meet curator Tom folks and we're going to have our own guided tour. Sounds ideal. Tom, nice to meet you. Pleasure. We're now standing in the Order Gallery, which tells the story of the Order of St John from its foundation in the 11th century through its slow retreat westwards across the Mediterranean until the invasion of Napoleon into Malta in 1798 when they departed. So all the objects in this gallery relate to that period in history. I'm looking at the cannon there, yes. it's interesting. This cannon was given by King Henry VIII to the Order of St John. It was taken by the Order to fight against the Ottoman Turks. Eventually they lost it to the Ottoman Turks, who then took this cannon for their own fights. It was lost off the coast of Cyprus. This was under the sea for 300 years. And then in 1908, dredging brought this cannon up. And then in 1974, when Cyprus was granted independence, this cannon traveled back to London and it was presented back to the Order of St John's. That suit of armour, are you telling me that somebody actually wore that in the heat of Rhodes? They did indeed, yes. Um, I don't think it would have been very pleasant being a Knight of St John. Um, but yeah, 30 degree heat. And that chainmail, it's incredibly heavy. It's incredibly difficult to lift up. 
People went very young, they would have travelled on the galleys, they would have learnt their trades, and certainly by the time they were teenagers they'd probably be fighting. You had to prove appropriate aristocratic birth and lineage to be able to join the Order of St John. You'd have to go seven generations back, your wow. appropriate blue blood, and you would bring a proof of nobility with you. If you didn't have that appropriate noble birth, then generally you wouldn't be accepted, although certain exceptions were made if there was exceptional talent. Okay, yeah. There is a rather spectacular painting that we have on display in another gallery um, by Caravaggio. Caravaggio was in made a knight of St John. He didn't have that noble birth, but he could paint a nice picture. So I think people are often quite dumbfounded that it's here on display. This is a portrait bust of Grand Master Jean de la Vallette, who was the victor at the Siege of Malta in 1565. He was an incredibly ruthless and strategic leader of his forces, and following the Great Siege, his victory was celebrated throughout Europe, and this bust was made as a diplomatic gift to be given to him following his victory. It's a relatively recent addition to the collection, but a spectacular thing for us to have on display. This is the Chapter Hall. This was constructed in 1903 as an extension to the 1504 St John's Gate, where meetings of Chapter, the governing body of the Order of St John, take place. Yeah. It still functions in the same way today. And the heraldry round the... These are all the English priors of the Order, so the head of the Order in England from its foundation in the mid-12th century right through to the present day, just over here, and the current Grand Prior of the Order in England is Richard, Duke of Gloucester, the Queen's cousin, whose sculpture is downstairs on display. We are standing in the Priory Church of the Order of St John. This is the remains of the original church that was built here in the 12th century. Today, this building functions essentially as a private chapel for the Order of St John, so order ceremonies and services are held here. This is the crypt. This is really the star of the museum's buildings. And is this room open to the public in it general? Is, it's a, well, it's open on guided tours, so we have guided tours on Tuesdays, Fridays and Saturdays at 11 and 6.30. People can just turn up and come for a wander around the buildings with a very experienced and knowledgeable guide. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.